Familiar, but animated characters everywhere. Some liked, some not. The Clone Wars series brings us the great Obi-Wan Kenobi, the mediocre Anakin Skywalker, and the terrible, awful Jar Jar Binks. The worst thing to come from George Lucas' mind ever. On this episode of Retake, Tim and TJ will analyze the first season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are you? How was? Uh, did I do a passable imitation of that narrator? <laughs> yes, I think you did. I think you did a good job. So, somewhat pat. You can you can tell what I was going for anyway. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> bad at, at imitations, except for particular ones. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I completely... Uh, identify with you on that. In in my head, I sound really great, and then I'll do it for my wife, and my wife's like, "Yeah, that's pretty terrible." Yeah, yeah. I so. well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do the same, except since I have you know elaborate recording equipment, I'll record something and then I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm like, "That's just not this. That no, I'll just never do that for anybody ever. That's never going to see the public." But I didn't do that with this, so I have no idea what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tim, I kind of hate the narrator opening thing, uh, but but I think you disagree with me. Why is that? Uh, yes, I really disagree with you because I, I, I kind of like it. Um, and it sounds I, so cliched, I guess. Like I, maybe if it was read differently or something, but it just like it's yeah. so narratory and 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 <laughs> shouty, like I was just doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely supposed to sound narrator e. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a word, but yeah, I <laughs> I, I, uh, I like it because I think it it gives you just the right amount of exposition for for the episode. Uh, and it kind of dumps you in because the the thing to keep in mind for the Clone Wars is that it's an anthology series, which means that not all of the episodes are in chronological order. So well, um, chronological certain, order may be the wrong way to put it. They're just they don't all connect necessarily. Right, right. So so not you know not all episodes happen right after the last episode that you watched. Right, there are right. Some, there are some episodes that are series, right? So there you know there's a prevalent uh, arc that connects those episodes together, but then there are others that, that don't. So, um, I, I really like the narrator because it, it kind of, uh, introduces you to the information you need to know so that the episode is, uh, enjoyable and entertaining for you because otherwise you wouldn't know what, what's going on. Um, right. So, yeah. so in the, on the movies, because the movies, usually there's some time elapsed between each film, uh, in the case of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, there's like 19 right. years in yeah. the case of the uh, you know the rest of them there's you know i think there's like f you can gather there's over a year i think between new hope a new hope and and uh uh empire strikes back there's definitely like you know several years uh between uh the first episode and the second episode and that sort of thing so this yeah. is normally handled with the opening crawl um yeah. and so you know i was speculating that i think per perhaps because this is a cartoon or, or animated let's not call it a cartoon I'm, I'm i misspoke let's call it the animated clone wars there's they're figuring yeah. there's going to be a lot of children watching this and they don't expect them necessarily all to be able to read or to read that well or to keep up with the crawl so they introduce this this narrator at least that's that's what i'm positing but yeah i think i think you're right though yeah because i, I mean the the target audience i mean you got to remember this was this was a it's a tv animated show and it was broadcast originally on cartoon network so it was made mm -hmm. for uh, it was made for younger audiences. So yes, I, th I think that narrator part of it was probably to prevent uh, children who probably couldn't read yet 
to understand what was going on. Right. My, my issue is not that it exists as a thing. I think my issue is with the execution of it. Uh, uh, I, I okay. don't like 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 it. Just feels so jarring and weird, and and it doesn't feel like actually. Once you get in the episode, it doesn't feel like it belongs there. I, uh, I don't know. That's just okay. me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't think uh, I don't think it's that bad. It's not in every episode. Um, uh, and, I think. Well, it's in every episode of season one. Okay. Well, it's it's not in every episode going forward. Okay. Interesting. Um, interesting. And. It, yeah, it's not in every single episode, and uh, I mean it's it's a little bit at the beginning. It, it it's you know less than a minute, yeah, maybe yeah. thirty seconds. Well, so I'm I'm you know I, I mentioned I didn't like it. And now we've talked about it for like three minutes. It was it's not that big of a deal. I just don't <laughs> like it. Uh, but it's not it's not going to keep me from watching the show by any means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does does that same thing happen in Rebels? No, you see, Rebels corrected that, but but the thing is that Rebels is different in the way that. Uh, with Rebels, you have episodes that are happening right after the other, mm. right? So they are in chronological yes. order, which which means that you don't need all of this exposition because you remember what happened last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that's well, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this later. I feel like that'll correct that. That's a correction that I'm happy to see. Um, yeah. So well, you so, got to remember. I mean, this was <laughs> this was still under like the Clone Wars was still under George Lucas. So there was a uh, lot yes. of there was a lot of stuff that I think that that um uh. uh. It, who who is uh, the showrunner? Shoot, we don't have it here in the outline, but uh, there are a lot of things that this particular guy I think corrected um, uh, about about the prequels. Um, but there was, you know, I mean, it's still well as 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 a a, a a famous podcaster is fond of saying that which I like to listen to. Nothing is so perfect that cannot be complained about. And though I like the Clone Wars, <laughs> I I have many complaints, as as he might say. So. Yeah. <laughs> but before we before we dive in and really talk about the first season of The Clone Wars, uh, I want to ask you a question, Tim. Sure. Did you know that there was a Clone Wars movie that takes place right before the first episodes of season one? Uh, yes. Yep. Have you watched it? No, because it's garbage. Really? That's really? What okay. That's what I've heard. The, okay. Um, I did not – I wasn't aware that the movie existed. <laughs> okay. And so uh, – um, and uh, although now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like maybe you mentioned it to me and I just sort of – it kind of went in one ear and out the other, which I right. I hate to say because I usually <laughs> don't do that. But 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 like yeah. it, it really I, – I did not realize that and I was doing some research tonight before the episode to to get ready and I, I come, kept coming across references to a Clone Wars movie and I thought, what is this? Yeah. And so uh, I watched it. Uh, before the show here, I I had just enough time to watch it. I literally finished it uh, about fifteen to twenty minutes ago, and and I didn't think it was nearly as bad as the critics thought it was. It, really? it could have been okay. it could have been better. Uh, I question the whole um, hut plotline, but I really enjoyed Obi Wan in this movie. He had much more to do than he's had in any of the episodes of the Clone Wars TV show that we've yeah. been watching. So at least so far in season one. Um, and, 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 and Obi-Wan in the prequels is the best thing about Star Wars without question. Right. Um, although they've certainly in, in, in the animated version corrected some things about Anakin. <laughs> yes. But, yep. but, um, we got to see a lot of, um, got to see a lot of, of, uh, Obi-Wan. We were introduced to Ahsoka. So now it makes sense. Like, cause you know, and it wasn't a big deal, but we were just sort of thrown in. And, oh, Anakin has a Padawan. That's interesting. Well, we we're introduced to Ahsoka and Anakin really wasn't wanting a Padawan. And he kind of rejected the concept and the whole throughout the course of the film, he comes to accept Ahsoka. And then even when, when Yoda's like, well, maybe, maybe if you don't want a Padawan, it's okay. We'll let Obi-Wan take her. And he's like, no, no, actually, no, that's fine. Yeah. So, so we were introduced to Ahsoka 
Um, we, we got to see what, how the evolution of Ahsoka calling Anakin Sky Guy came into being. Uh, it kind of made Anakin furious. And then uh, she gets snippy and he says, don't get so snippy. So we get to see, you know, why he calls her snips. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got to see how Anakin got his weird looking ship. And it explains kind of how Zero got in prison. Uh, so... Um, uh, yeah, there's okay. there's some interesting things. I thought that the critics were overly hard on it. Now, I think there's some things to complain about it, uh, but I didn't think it was that far off from what we're watching in the Clone Wars uh, TV show. <laughs> okay. That's, so I, if I were you, I, I, I would I, give it I'll a – I know you, you and I don't always it. agree on everything, but if I were you, I would give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually – I think uh, they actually had Samuel L. Jackson do the voice for Mace Window uh, in that animated version. Did they? I didn't look yeah. at that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's what, not not that the guy that's doing it in the, the uh, series, the first season was bad. Um, but yeah, I would love to see. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about it, honestly. So since I didn't think about it, the, it, it must have been Samuel L. Jackson because I did think about it when it when it was in, in, in the series, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, that's a pretty passable imitation. <laughs> but it, you could tell it was an imitation. So yeah. So yeah, I I was uh, pleasantly surprised because uh, I I downloaded it and I watched it and I'm, I started watching it and I wasn't expecting much and I was actually working on my notes and my outline while it was going and then eventually I was just sort of sucked in and was just watching it and not paying attention to my notes. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it was it was it was good. I I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I so the the person that that I um uh that I forgot his name for I I, I want to come back to that really quick is uh is David Filoni. um. And Dave, yeah, he's a showrunner for which show? Right. So David Dave Filoni uh, wrote Star Wars: The Clone Wars and was developed by him actually. Okay. Um, and then uh, for the Clone Wars, um, he also helped develop that show. Um, and I'm I'm not sure if he is actively writing it, but he is one of the executive producers of Star Wars Rebels. Um, and and I think he's done a lot of good. Uh, with the things that he's touched, uh, especially the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that we'll we'll get into some of the, some of the more, uh, you know, interesting parts of the series. But, but I, I, I'll just say for now, um, I think Dave Filoni is is the reason why this show works. <laughs> um, well, it's it's obvious that whoever was in charge was. I, I think it's obvious that they were aware of the weaknesses of the prequels, yes, and they exactly. had they yep. definitely had ideas about how to fix that, and yep. they executed them to the best they were able under George Lucas. Now, there's a story that floats around uh, that um, I, I don't remember what the character's name is or anything, but there's a story that floats around about this show where they wanted to that George Lucas was in looking at some dailies or some some CGI some animation or whatever and they hadn't come up with a name for a character yet and uh, they asked George Lucas to name the character it would be great if you could name the character since you're here and he came up with yeah. the most awful you know right on the nose name for this character ever and 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 they like they decided not to use the character at all. Like the showrunner decided not to use the character at all, just because they, <laughs> the, you know, George Lucas named it. They can't change the name, and right. it was a terrible name. Right. That's the story that goes around. I, I have no idea if it's true or not, but but to me, that kind of signifies what's going on with Clone Wars. That whoever was running this show was aware of the weaknesses of the prequels and did everything they could to kind of downplay that. There's some stuff you can't downplay. And at the same time, you know, they they slip Jar Jar in there, and you're like, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so that's difficult real- to do though, because I mean, as, as much as we hate Jar Jar, George Lucas baked him into the prequels and in fact mm. gave him, gave him a lot of, uh, a lot of 
like galactic importance for some stupid reason. I mean, let's not forget that Jar Jar Binks was the reason why the dark uh, side came to power. Yeah, yeah. Palpatine <laughs> got these emergency powers. So, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, that's that's kind of difficult to to do. You can't you can't talk. You can't have several episodes talk about things that are happening in Naboo or or related to that and not have Jar Jar in those episodes. And had I been, so had I I been the showrunner, I think I would have avoided Naboo and Jar Jar altogether. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's just that's, me. That's the way. Uh, and the, the sad thing is, Tim, I feel like the Gungans, uh, the rest of the Gungans weren't so bad. And, and they could have been toned down a little and they could have been a great part of the of enrichment of the universe. But, but Jar Jar just stinks up the whole thing. It's just awful. It's just awful. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So Star Wars, the Clone Wars season one, it was released, you know, they came out sometime back in 2008. As you say, it was still under the empire of, in the hand of George Lucas. Um, and the cast is uh, Tom Kane, who <laughs> plays Yoda, Admiral Yularen, and the narrator. D. He's Bradley. like the emperor of Star Wars. People were yeah. <laughs> glad when he was overthrown. <laughs> yes. Uh, I should have let you get that in before I started. So so Tom <laughs> Kane, uh, D. Bradley Baker uh, plays the clone troopers. Uh, Matt Lanter, uh, Latin. Did I paste that wrong? Is it Lanter? I thought it was Latner when I read it earlier, but maybe it's Lanter. Matt Lanter plays Anakin. James Arnold yep. Taylor is Obi-Wan. Uh, Matthew Wood uh, does the voice of the battle droids. Corey Burton does Count Dooku. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Catherine Tabor, Tabor is Padme. And Ian Abercrombie is Chancellor Palpatine. And the composer for the series is Kevin Kinner. Kiner? I have no idea. And the storyline, as we all know, the Grand Army of the Republic, led by Yoda, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and other Jedi Knights, fights the new droid army of the Separatists. Yes. All right, here we go. We're diving in. Uh, Tim, this this show for me is somewhere – so so I know that the critics love this show. Somewhere okay. – for, for me, it's not quite as high as the critics might rate it, but I enjoy it. Okay. And it's somewhere between the terribleness of the prequels and the greatness of the originals. Okay. So it's not it's not it's not <laughs> like as I wouldn't say this is the best greatest Star Wars, but it's not down in sucky land. <laughs> so right. It's enjoyable and it's fun and it's more or less the sort of thing Tim that I wanted from the prequels. Now now bear with me here. It's a war. Wait for it in the stars. So it might be a good idea <laughs> to have some Star Wars. Uh, and that's exactly what the show gives us that that the prequels really didn't give us much of. And, you know, you got the attack of the clones and they're just I don't know that that movie. I have my ups and downs with that movie. Uh, so someone got the memo and made this about a war in the stars. <laughs> uh, so no. tell me a little bit about what you what you're thinking, Tim. OK, so um, I'll go over some of my my likes uh, first, if if that's OK with you. Mm-hmm. OK, so uh, some of my likes. I. First of all, I I want to acknowledge the amazing voice acting that happens oh, in this man. show, particularly um, Kenobi. Yes, uh, the the people that were chosen for uh, each of these parts is really good, and I think that they do justice to these characters. Uh, yes. these were characters that you've already seen in film, so I think it's a it's a difficult thing to kind of pull it off where you're not constantly thinking, ah, this doesn't sound like the character, um, and I, I I feel that they they nail it. The only one, the only character that I think they don't even try to match is Anakin. And I'm yes. glad that they don't do it. Agreed. Um, so much agree. Yes. So much agreement here. Yes. Uh, Anakin it, sounds nothing like Anakin. He really doesn't even look like Anakin. And yes. that is a really good thing. Yes. Uh, and and I'm, I'm glad that they recognize that that was something that they should do. Um, 
Hayden Christensen, uh, his voice as Anakin is irritating. And it's just and like, yeah, it's just like it's, sand. It's I mean, coarse it's, and rough <laughs> and it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, especially, especially in uh, Return of the, uh, sorry, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I mean, his hair is just so incredibly <laughs> horrible, greasy? And greasy, and disgusting. Um, that that I'm really glad that they they parted ways with that. Uh, having said that, though, the voices for Ch- Chancellor Palpatine are great. Uh, mm-hmm. Obi Wan is great. Um, the Yoda is is surprisingly pretty awesome. Yeah, it sounds uh, just like Yoda. Yes. You, you couldn't tell it wasn't. Uh, yes. uh, what, what, what's his name? The puppeteer. Uh, doggone it! Why is my why is his name slipping from me? Anyway, yeah, you can. It, it's barely oh, discernible. You mean Frank, Oz. Not, Frank Oz. Yes, thank yeah. you. Okay. Um, and 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 the the last shout out that I want to give for voice acting is D. Bradley Baker because he plays all of the clone troopers, and yes. yet you completely believe that all of these clone troopers are separate people. I yes, mean, absolutely. Th- that is that is amazing. That is amazing work. Um, so, uh, so that those are my first shout outs of 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 likes of the voice acting. Uh, and number, I, I agree with every point you've made. Yeah. Okay. So number two is, I feel like the Clone Wars fixes for me what Anakin should have been as a character and yes. how people treat him. And and the reason I say this is, if you go back to to Revenge of the Sith, um. For me, Anakin's downfall is completely stupid because to me, I feel like the Jedi Council pushes him to the dark side because they are so stupid with him. Completely. They they treat him badly. Well, can we just say the Jedi are stupid altogether in the prequels? Yes, yes. They treat him badly. They disrespect him. uh, They don't trust him. Uh, and and, it and he's given them no reason. Like he's not given them reason to not trust him. Yes, and it goes and it goes against with first of all what Obi Wan said in A New Hope, where you hear about this amazing warrior, this this excellent uh, fighter for the Republic, and in the Clone Wars you see Anakin as that. You see yes. him as a respected general. You see him lead battles and be amazing at it. Um, and you see also, I think the Jedi Council give him the respect that he's due. Yes, complete. well, I haven't seen much of that in season one, but it does seem that way. And, and the fact that Yoda entrusts him with a Padawan, you know, yeah. like like that's something that you, you just can't see Yoda from the prequels doing. Yeah. Because he's just like, because the way that oh, the entire, the, when I say the prequels, I'm not talking about the Clone Wars, I'm talking about the movies. That the way the entire thing is structured, nobody trusts Anakin for no reason apparently exactly. whatsoever. Anakin yep. is a great guy, wants to do the right thing, and then all of a sudden he just turns. Just yep. boom, done. And and it's just like, it doesn't even make any sense. Right up until, until, uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, Mace Windu is force lightning off of the ledge. He is totally on board with this guy needs to go to prison. He's awful. He's terrible. He's of the dark side. This is the, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, master. Yes. You know, it's like, it makes, what the heck? It, it makes no sense. And the thing is that uh, the reason why I say it feels justified is because at least you feel like, man, the emperor acknowledges his potential, acknowledges yes. his power, acknowledges. You are fulfilling your destiny. Yes, acknowledges the type of loyalty that Anakin gives you. And uh, so I, I feel like Anakin is completely re- redeemed for me in this series. Yes. Um, at least and, I like this version of Anakin. Yes. And, and as you and as you continue throughout these seasons, you'll you'll see how 
his camaraderie with other people in the Jedi Council is really nice to see. His camaraderie with Yoda and and Mace Windu um, and Obi-Wan specifically uh, are nice to see. And those are things that you did not see in the prequels. Well, and in fact, you say Mace Windu and the camaraderie he had. In The Revenge of the Sith, Mace Windu's like, I don't trust you. Stay away from me. Exactly. We're going to go get Camp Chancellor Palpatine yep. and you stay here. And then if you do this and you sit it out, you'll then have earned my trust. And I'm like, what? what? Has what he is- not done enough? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah, make it, any sense. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make any sense. Um, so, okay. So that's number two of my likes uh, that Anakin feels redeemed. Number three, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, man. I love Ahsoka. I, she she may be the best character in the series. I love Ahsoka Tano, and I am a huge fan of Ahsoka Tano. I love seeing her in the Clone Wars. I love how they have continued to develop this character. And without spoiling anything or without giving anything away, I really, really hope, I really hope that they have left Ahsoka open for some type of cameo or some type of appearance that is significant within a live action film i think i feel like you've spoiled things for me because i'm i'm scared tim i've been really scared (laughs) because i love ahsoka she is the best thing that has ever happened to the prequel era of star wars in my opinion yeah and yet she's not in revenge of the sith uh, yep. obviously so like how she's gonna have to die and i'm like no I didn't. so so i'm sitting here after the first few episodes where i've just fallen in love with this character ahsoka and I'm, I'm all of a sudden my mind just goes she's not in revenge of the sith we never hear about her again she's yeah. gonna die <laughs> you know well, she's gonna die <laughs> well you'll have to see i I'll have to see yeah i i think that the way that they handled all of that was pretty good okay, okay um good so that's that's number three and uh, number four for me, and and this is more of a kind of afterthought type of thing that I that I really like about this series is the music. Um, and you know, I I usually pay attention to the music a lot, but I feel like the music in this series is good enough for me not to pay attention. Um, in the sense that. Uh, it's not amazing where I'm like, holy moly, who composed this? But on the other end of the spectrum, it's not terrible where I'm like, holy moly, who composed this? You know, (laughs) (laughs) like I, I never feel taken out of the star Wars universe with the music that Kevin Kiner has, has composed. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that's a feat that's, that's worth recognizing. Right, well, because, you know, for all the live-action films, it's been John Williams all the way, all the time, until right. until very recently. And uh, it's it's hard to compete with John Williams. And so I'll say that on that level, the fact that it feels Star Warsy most of the time uh, yeah. doesn't it, – it, that's a feat. I, 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 there, I think there have been some questionable choices here and there. And I, <laughs> I do – I've paid attention to the music, and there's, there's occasions where it's like, why does this feel kind of almost like pop music with a little bit of a beat? <laughs> for for the most part, it's good. It's fine. Um, and and so yeah, I, I think that is quite a feat to follow in the footsteps of John Williams. You know, and I know that it's a, a lesser making of Star Wars in some ways, but at the same time, you know, you have to live up to that that feel. It has to feel Star Warsy, whatever that means. And I think he's accomplished that. Yeah. And then and then my my last my last like, and then I'll turn it over to you, is the lightsaber duels. Um. There is just something amazing about being able to make lightsaber duels in animation. Uh, 
you know, there's, there are things that you can do, I feel, that are sometimes just not possible with humans and, uh, yeah. and filming. Not to mention that, uh, man, I just love lightsaber duels. I love them. And we don't get enough of them in the movies. We get like one per movie. Well, because and, they're expensive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love lightsaber duels. And there are a ton in this whole show. But also there are, you know, quite a few just in the first in the first season. And I, I love that. So, yeah, well, uh, so I'll say this about lightsaber duels. Um, the lightsaber duel in uh, the first uh, very first episode, uh, uh, well, episode four of Star Wars was awful, as, as we discussed. Um, and then it was <laughs> it was decent in Empire Strikes Back. And we got some good stuff with him with with Luke and yeah. Vader. And the, but then so so then we have the live action prequels, which gave us a lot more lightsabers. And yes. so there's there's basically there's a very few things I like about the prequels. And one of them is and aside from. Uh, Obi-Wan is the best thing ever. Um, it, it, the other thing is the lightsaber duels are yeah. pretty good. Now, occasionally they go over the top. Like, uh, occasionally there's stuff they do with, with CGI Yoda that's just stop at. <laughs> but but for the most part, the lightsaber stuff in the prequels is so great, and I love that. And so what they've done here, and, and, and I, I really appreciate what they've done in the Clone Wars, the animated Clone Wars, they could have gone over the top so easily. They could have made everything flying, flinging. You can't really tell what's going on, but they didn't. They they did do things that you couldn't do in live action. That's true, but they also kept it true to the feel of a lightsaber duel in the real world somehow. And you were able to follow all the action yes. of, of, in all of season one. Yes. Everything is plotted out. There's a sense of place, which is would be so easy not to do in an animated film. You could just fling things everywhere, but they kept it very <laughs> real lightsaber yeah. duel feeling. And you always had a sense of where everyone was at, where everything was at and how things were coming together. So uh, I completely agree with you in that. I love the lightsaber duels in these in, in the animated Clone Wars. There there really is something magical about what they're doing here with it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and I, I completely forgot to to say that part which which you so brilliantly brought up, which is that with with animation it could be so easy to get carried away. And yet, yes, the, this is grounded in I think human physics, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, like, uh, so I was, what was I, oh, I, I was watching the movie tonight, and Obi-Wan, and by the way, it looks just like the TV show, so, I mean, it's it's exactly the same, I, I, <laughs> but um, the Obi-Wan did some sort of little flip, and it didn't feel real, but I thought that it was actually a testament to how, for the most part, they do feel real, because when one thing at one point happened that didn't feel real, you're like, oh, that just takes me out of everything, because the rest <laughs> yeah. of it feels exactly like you expect a lightsaber or duel to feel. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Okay, so you mostly stole all my thunder, Tim. I should wow. not have let you go first. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, I, I, uh, I, I just want to say the voices... Every one of the every one of them that you mentioned, they did nail. I agree, but I think Kenobi is the best voice. Like, just he sat like it's Rachel, my on. wife. Yep. My my wife has has not really been watching with me. She'll sometimes be in the room, or sometimes she will sit down and watch one with me. But mostly, she's been in and out. But the first couple, after the first couple, she's like, "Is that Ewan McGregor?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. you would think so, wouldn't you?" But it's not. It sounds like Kenobi. I mean, yep. it really just sounds like him. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 as I said, I greatly applaud the choice to just make Anakin a different character from what he is in the prequels. It just, yes. that's essentially what they've done. They've, they've taken the spirit of the character and, and yanked it out. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Jar Jar. I, I do want to talk about my my good my good and my bad is all inter- <laughs> interspersed here. I just made notes as I thought about them. So okay. Jar Jar, uh, I so they they replaced the voice actor after the first episode he was in, and he got even worse. Like it was it was just like the first one actually sounded like Jar Jar. The second one sounded like he was trying really hard to sound like Jar Jar, and nothing about Jar Jar works anytime he's on screen in the Clone Wars ever. And please tell me he's not in any more seasons ever ever again. Please tell me um, that, Tim. Shoot. I I can't say I, I can't tell you whether he's not in any of the other seasons, <laughs> but but I will say this. Uh I think after season one, they get it that, you know, it, it, it wasn't a George Lucas thing. It was like they people just hated this character. Um so I think well, they removed yeah. him from every if, if- from most episodes. Because I remember season one, I was like skipping all the time, but I, I didn't do that in the uh, seasons after. I didn't skip, but I almost like I got why you did. But I, I felt like there was enough plot going on that I wanted to know about. But it was just so annoying, so doggone annoying. I just hated every second of it. <laughs> and and like I feel like okay, so they understand and they understood what was wrong with Anakin, and they fixed that, and they didn't mind departing from what the character was. Why not do that with Jar? If you're gonna have Jar Jar, right. which I question why not right. do that with jar jar that no, was my question <laughs> i i completely agree with you yeah okay so the looks of the characters uh again obi-wan spot on like you can tell that it's an it's a little bit exaggerated uh animation of obi-wan like it looks like obi-wan yoda maybe a little too angular but he looks like yoda i have questions about dooku why does he not look like dooku like did they not have the rights to christopher lee's image at all like was that what it was because he looks nothing like Dooku at all. Yeah. I was actually, I, I, in fact, I have two screenshots here, which I'll make sure wind up in the, uh, the show notes. Um, and I'm going to send them to you. I meant to send them to you earlier and I meant to put them in the outline. So I have them here in my notes. And okay. so there's Christopher Lee. Okay. And there's Dooku from the, like, like the, 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 did they even try to make him look like Christopher <laughs> Lee? It just, it's nothing like him. I yeah. don't understand. I, I, I think that the animated version they tried to go with something that looked a little bit more menacing than I guess I was menaced Lee. by I actually thought Christopher Lee was great um but I I don't know anyway I was I just had questions about why what why the choice why this choice <laughs> He does look menacing I'll give you that he looks yeah. very menacing Uh so so yeah um but yeah I I think they've done a really great job and and the other thing that the animation affords that the real live films it's more expensive to do is it affords the uh even even more alien feeling places and things and people uh or not people as the case may be um you know so so there's a lot it feels like there's a lot more alien main you know upfront in your face aliens yep. than you get in in the real live action films and that's great i feel like that really expands the universe into something we you know it, it's taking the medium and, and enriching the the universe because they can do it in the medium and i think that's great i think that's wonderful um so that yeah so that was a, a you know for the most part really love the characterization and the look of the characters that they've done with the animation and again they've kept it you know I, I, just like with the lightsaber duels the entire series really feels pretty grounded again i mean it's animated and it's you know they they have a budget they can't you know render for you know five years but but (laughs) so so there's some you know some animation characteristics to the movement but but it feels really good and it feels really well done um i i'll just give you an example i was when i was a kid i really loved garfield uh and and i still do like i i love that era of garfield back in the 
the 80s, early 90s. I don't remember exactly when it was. You know, Lorenzo Music playing the voice of Garfield and, and so on. And I just, I loved it. And so I checked out recently some of the newer CGI Garfield stuff. And, <laughs> and you know, the, the guy that used to do, uh, I can't remember the sheep's name in the U.S. Acres. They, he does the voice of Garfield now because Lorenzo Music has passed. And he's fine. But the animation is just horrific. It's just horrific. And it's the same, like, it feels like the same sort of genre, but it's just not well done. But here, hmm. obviously, Lucasfilm has oodles of money, and so they've they've made it look really, really good, and that's that's good. So I, I think the animation is, is just great. Um, all right, like I said, my, my likes, my dislikes are kind of interspersed here. I don't really have a pattern <laughs> okay. to it. Um, there's something, so this is a dislike. There's something strange occasionally about the plotting of the episodes. Uh, for instance... I don't remember which episode it was. Uh, they were, you know, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin were uh, sharing a, a drink uh, in this uh, planet that they were stranded on, and they were there was an attempt to to poison Anakin and, and Obi Wan, okay. and it was very clear that Obi Wan and Anakin knew about this, and they swapped the the goblets. They showed, they zoomed in on them swapping the goblets so that they wouldn't get the poison. Okay, and then and then you zoom out, and the two that they swapped goblets with keeled over. And so you're like, oh, they avoided that. But then in, at the beginning of the next episode, Obi-Wan and Anakin are waking up in a cell, and they said, oh, somebody put something in our drinks. And I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so occasionally there's stuff like that that goes on. It's like, could you not have spent a little more time refining your plots and making yeah. sure you didn't have weird, uh, strange things? Like it was just weird like that occasionally. Um, okay. do, you, do you remember what I'm talking about that with the goblet stuff? I, I don't actually. I don't mm. remember that at all. Right. It's been a little while since I, – it's pretty fresh for me, but you haven't watched season one probably as recently as I have. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just occasionally little slip-ups like that that you're like, what what happened here? And okay. I, maybe, maybe that'll get better as, as they go on because it feels like uh, they wrote the episode, they got it all down, and then they realized, no, that them getting out of that is not really what we wanted after all, so we'll just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it felt like. So that was weird. And there's I, I can't think of any other instances off the top of my head, but there was like one or two other things. It's like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh so um let's see. Oh the okay, so um my other my other kind of I feel like this this show really picked up steam after the first few episodes. The first couple of episodes, they could I I think they're trying to figure out what the show was. And so you've got a lot of banter with the droids and comedic slapstick nonsense going on, and it's just really kind of off-putting. Not not like Jar Jar, but it's it's kind of in between, you know, not okay. not quite as bad as Jar Jar. But I really did not enjoy the slapstick comedy of the droids so in your face for the first, I, I would say, four or five episodes. And I think they toned it down, and things things really got better after the first couple of episodes. But initially, the droids were so slapsticky. And and honestly, when 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 you're doing George Lucas slapstick, that that's Star Wars at its worst, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Do, do do you agree? Disagree? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I I personally do not have uh, the same vendetta that it seems you have against these uh, <laughs> vendetta. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, against the battle droids, uh, I I don't dislike them as much mm. as you do. Um, I, so. it's, it's not that I dislike them. I just feel like that they need to be used more sparingly. <laughs> I, I think that, well, uh, and, and maybe part of my dislike too is, is Tim, I really, this whole, here's my, here's my issue with the entire prequel era. Yeah. And, 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 and Clone Wars suffers a little bit from this in my head, even though I like the show. 
Okay. Um, there, um, here's my issue with the entire prequel era. None of it matters. It's all stupid. The Jedi are meaningless and nothing it me- means anything and it's all just stupid. Like n- because of the way that, that George Lucas conceived of the plot where you've got one guy orchestrating both sides of the war and you've got real clone people fighting droids and so there, it's almost like there's no stakes and it just right. – just, and maybe that's why I hate the droids so much is because I hate the concept of, of humans versus – droids and nothing matters like i don't know it's just not what i envisioned star wars to be it's not what star wars was until george lucas made it that way later and it just drives me nuts Hmm. you know i i think that that's a good point i i have i have struggled with that as well in the sense that um it almost feels like both both sides are evil right yeah there is There is no right side to root for here. Well, one side unwittingly so, but they're still doing right. the bidding of, of of Palpatine, who's going to become the galactic emperor of the right. evil empire. You yeah, know? and I, I I I completely agree with you about that. Um, and there's no way there's no way for me to address that head on without spoiling things that happen in okay. Star Wars Rebels. Okay, so well. Uh, I, literally, my notes say right at this point: people fighting robots, real people fighting robots. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, and and there's nothing they can do about that as far as the show because that's the way it's it is now. That's yeah. what George Lucas did to the show, and so or did to the the series, and so that's what they have to deal with. And I think they've done a remarkable job of making me care and making it feel like there are some stakes. And and I I love the humanizing of the clones. Don't get me wrong; like I love that we get to see more of them and learn their names and that they're people. And I, I really kind of hated in, in uh, episode two how it was like, oh, well, we've modified the way their mind works so that they're malleable and they're not really people. Like, right. I just hated that whole thing. And so this kind of humanizes them and says, no, they're people and they have feelings and they, they're, you know, they like, like so you get to, I, I mentioned earlier, like the first few episodes, it felt like the show was trying to find its way. When you get to the episode Rookies, I think it's episode five, Oh man, did the show get good? Like that is such a great episode where where you've got these clones who are defending the last outpost before Camino yep. and it just oh that was so good and and that's when the show had me hooked. I wasn't sure I was going to like the show before that point, but then then you get to the episode Rookies and it was just so good. So yeah, and, and I think that, you know, I think that, that episode that's... really gave the show a darker tone that is more in line with the Star Wars that I grew up with as opposed to the first couple of prequels. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I agree with you. I think that one of the best, um, one of the best things that I, that I love about this show is that it gives a personality to these clones where, where we hadn't seen it before. And, and I, I feel like to a certain degree that that does give it stakes, right? Because these are real people that are on the line instead of these, um, you know, these suits that you don't really know anything about the people behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really think that, that that becomes even more evident as you, you know, go through each season because then you realize that, oh, th- you know, these clones are part of uh, Anakin's team. These clones are part of Obi-Wan's team. And you then it, it like it makes Order 66 even more like dreadful and completely devastating because you realize that these Jedis had formed 
you know, these Jedi had had formed relationships with all of these clones. They had fought with them for so many years. You had to bring up Order 66. And now they're the ones to kill them. I, Sorry. Order 66 did I, did is I make such a mistake. A, <laughs> well, Order 66 is such a lazy plot line. So lazy. Yeah. I hate it. It's so awful. It's dumb. And especially in light of the Clone Wars, where they've established these relationships with the Jedi. Like, what? I, I, I guess the explanation is they put some sort of trigger in the mind of these clones that when, when, and, and who, is it, could anybody have just randomly said Order 66 and they would have killed all the Jedi? Like, what? Or was it just Palpatine? Like, oh, it's so lazy. It's so dumb. Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. they explain it a little bit uh, in, in, for, in, in other seasons, but mm. yeah, it's basically mm. a trigger. I mean, there's a chip inside of their heads. Okay. Okay. No. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm actually, I'm almost at the end of my notes. So, um, I, I just want to say the last episode of the season hostage crisis is kind of bizarre. Like nothing is accomplished and Anakin kind of loses the battle, but he he does save people, but like, I don't know. And he, he gave his here, here's my lightsaber pad, man. I'm never going to need this again. Like it was just so weird. And, and, (laughs) uh, yeah, that was a weird episode. Okay. And, uh, okay, so here's the last bullet point on my notes, uh, and then I'm I'm game for whatever you want to talk about, or we can end the show. Uh, I don't under I still don't understand. I've never understood throughout the prequels, and I still don't understand how did Padme end up with three PO and Anakin ended up with R two when R two was Padme's droid or was was a droid from Naboo, and Anakin had th- and built three PO. Like, how did that switcheroo happen? And how can how come nobody ta- asks questions about that? That is a that is a good question. I have no idea. Uh, nobody's ever as far as i know nobody's ever brought that up or talked about it but every time i see the the idea like it's almost like in once you get to episode two like 3po is just sort of padme's droid and like how did that happen i don't yeah, understand but you see the thing is okay uh, here's the only way that i can describe it and uh, the way that i can uh or or not describe it or explain it is the fact that r2d2 wasn't padme's droid it just happened to be a droid that was on naboo well, it was the I suppose the and, government's droid, which made right. it her. I mean, essentially, and, and her. Then, she was the queen. And then, and then Anakin, together with R two, uh, destroyed the blockade. Mm. So yeah. they kind of formed a bond there. One, and then number two, I would say that, uh, pa- you know, C three PO is Padme's droid because they're married. So whatever is Anakin's is but, hers. But- I but guess. nobody knows that. <laughs> so they know and it. He, and and he seemed well, but I'm saying like they knew if 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 but but so three PO seemed to be, if I remember right, three PO seemed to be Padme's like at the beginning of the Clone Wars or uh, Attack of the Clones, episode two, before they got married, obviously. I don't know. Oh. Oh man. Well, yet another plot hole. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just dumb. I don't know. I don't get it. And oh, jeez! Oh, and the whole marriage thing, like the whole thing, the whole idea. Uh, uh, I just find the the prequel era so annoying in dealing with the Jedi. They're so frustrating. They're not anything like what we were told they were, or what we envisioned from watching the original Star Wars movies. All this nonsense about letting go and no attachment. They have plenty of attachment. They're attached to all sorts of things, Tim, and they're so holier than thou about it. They're attached to their ways, to their Republic, to their Jedi Temple, to their ship, like their their clone trooper. Like, (laughs) stupid George Lucas. I hate I hate the Jedi in the prequels. But but you see, I I think that that is I think that that is where the Clone Wars actually shines because it kind of fixes it somewhat. Kind of ignores all of that crap. 
Yeah, to some extent. I mean, they do you talk know? a little bit about uh, not having attachment and stuff. But I mean, I, I mean, like for example, uh, Anakin is. You know, they don't really. They don't even address the fact that he's married. They don't address it. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of there in the background. Like, they they you know, have they're, their they're, moments together, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean it's it's sort of assumed, uh, and yeah. they talk about you know I, I think they even mentioned it once. We could we could actually be like I could lead the Jedi Order, and we could actually be married in public instead of right. pretending we're not. They do mention it, so it's a thing. And then and then oh, there is a huge reveal, huge reveal uh, later on. I think I, mm. I want to say it's season four or five. Obi-Wan knows or finds out that Anakin and, and Padme are married or something? No, it does have to do with Obi-Wan, though. Okay, okay. Huge reveal. All right, all right. Well, we'll get there. I'm, I actually have already started season two, so okay. I'd like to, I, as soon as I can get that finished, we'll or we'll, we'll get it on the calendar soon to talk about season two, because I really <laughs> am enjoying the show. And it, you know, despite my complaint, most of my complaints, you'll notice, have to do with the era and not the show. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, you know, and I... I, I Which I, is mostly I, George Lucas's fault. Yes. Not the show's fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want more Star Wars. I, I crave more Star Wars. I, I am at heart, my my fandom, my home fandom, as you might say, is Star Trek. But but I've always felt at home with Star Wars too. Like that's my my home away from home, you might say, or my my summer home. I yeah. don't know what you want. Whatever you want to call it. I, I love Star Wars. So yeah. I, I and this I've been resistant to Clone Wars mostly I think because I hate the prequels so much. Right. And people kept telling me, uh, you know, oh, it's it's better than the prequels. Watch it; you'll enjoy it. It's fine; it's good. And you you basically you tipped me over the edge because you wanted to talk about it on the show. So here we are. Well, and I'm enjoying I'm, it. I'm, I'm glad I could it. do that for you. Yeah, I'm, I you're a good friend, Tim. You you have given me what I wanted and what I crave, which is more Star Wars that's decent at, at the very least and, and good <laughs> most of the time. Uh, well, thank you. All right, I'm glad. Well, I could Tim. Be of help. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I, I needed that help. Tim, let's uh, let's. I think I think it's pretty clear. Uh, but but uh, do you, do you recommend the show? What what is your final recommendation and thought here for season one? Yes, I I wholeheartedly recommend this show. If if you are someone that uh, is currently missing Star Wars because uh, you know the movie hasn't come out yet, it, we still have uh, what like 10, 10 long months till. Uh, episode eight, the last Jedi. Well, and, and we still have a couple of weeks before Rogue One uh, comes out on Blu-ray. Yes, so. that's correct. Yeah, so so we have we you know you're gonna have Rogue One come out on Blu-ray. You're gonna have a first trailer come out sometime in April. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time to uh, kind of consume all of this other Star Wars content that that I think is really good. I I think the Clone Wars is definitely definitely something you should check out. Um, and and I I'm pretty sure you'll like it. And and the good the great thing about this show actually as well is that I think it's really good for all ages. So whether whether you're young or old, uh, you can introduce this show to a friend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a good show, and and so that's that's my recommendation as well. Uh, I've only watched season one. You've watched it all, but I've I'm through season one, and I can say season one is great. And uh, there's a there's a few head scratching moments, but I think that most shows in the first season have those where they're they're trying yeah. to find their footing. And 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 I think I, I have already, like I said I've already watched the first episode of season two. I'm really really into the show, really enjoying it, and I'm looking forward. to I was into the show so much that even though I'd heard how bad that movie was, I wanted to watch it anyway. The movie that came before the show, <laughs> and I love the movie. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, it was good, and uh, I'm really looking forward to season two. I'm really excited to get to Rebels and see what that looks like because I feel like once you get to Rebels, I could be wrong. 
and you probably already you already know Tim, but but my opinion, once you get to Rebels, you, the, the the fetters of the prequel era are kind of off. Now you can you, because that that has not now you're outside of what George Lucas has kind of defined. Yes. So so that's what I'm excited to get to is to kind of see what's going on. And, and, and to get Vader and stuff like, come on, come on. I'm, I'm so excited to get there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'm telling you, if, if you loved season one, uh, you're going to love the rest because for me, season one is the most pro- problematic season. So good. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, so Tim, uh, people love star Wars and yes. I'm sure they're going to want to engage with us on the Twitters in wherever we are. They want to talk with us about this. Where can they do that at? Yes. For you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Smith Timmy Tim. I, I miss T Tim Smith. Really? I'm, I, I thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> I am TJ Draper Pro on Twitter, and so please uh, enjoy having uh, enjoy this episode, and then chat with us about this because I'm really enjoying this, and I'd love to talk to you about it, and I'm sure Tim would as well. Great stuff. Uh, Can't wait to get to season two. We're going to get that on the calendar very soon. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You'll find the show notes that I mentioned earlier. You'll find those at nightowl.fm slash retake slash 22. And that's where you'll find the links to all the things that I decided to put in there and all the things we talked about and anything that makes sense to put in there, I'll put in there. So that's where you'll find the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Keep your eyes and ears open for our season two discussion. We'll get that on the calendar. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tim. Bye. They sent a child to destroy my station. The Republic must be running out of Jedi. You must be General Grievous. (laughs) He's just another tinny, boys. Let's scrap him like the rest.